Well, greetings again and welcome to Faith Restoration Ministries and Chicago Theological College. We're so glad to be here again. Here we are, uh, March 2022, the third month of the year already. My, <laughs> time indeed does not wait for anyone. We want to greet you again and welcome you to our program. Um, we've been here quite a long time, but we thank God for the opportunity to share the Word of God to those who are out there. Today, our topic is the power of prayer. The power of prayer. And so often people pray, and they believe that their prayers are not answered, but your prayers will be answered, but you must pray in faith. And um, according to the Word of God, when you go back into um, Hebrews chapter 11, uh, this is not the beginning, I'm just telling you a little bit about prayer. Hebrews 11 and verse 6 it tells us that we must have faith. But before we go into it, let us start praying. Father, we ask for the presence of the Holy Spirit. We ask for the anointing. We ask, Lord, that you speak through the channel you have chosen. May the presence of God, his presence, the Holy Ghost, be here with us. So many people pray, Lord, and they say they don't hear back from you. Some don't have any faith. Some don't believe that prayer works. But I pray that as you use this instrument this morning, that truly, indeed, at the end of the program, someone will say, now I understand it. May you speak through me as your vessel, your instrument, in Jesus' name. Bind all demonic force. I take authority against all satanic activities right now. And pray, dear Lord, that you have total control. Let your will be done. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. I'm very excited about what God is doing. Our God is indeed a mighty, mighty God. There is no God like our God. And when we think of prayer, Jesus himself said, men ought to pray and not to faint. And I'm going to take you now um, to some scriptures, but before we do, this is Faith Restoration Ministries. Welcome again and Shekinah Theological College. Shekinah Theological College is an online Christian institution preparing men and women to reach the world for Christ with the word. If ever a time we need the true, unadulterated word of God, if there ever has been a time we need the inerrant word of God, if ever time we need the immutable word of God, it is now. Jesus spoke in the word where he said that at his coming, when it's near, men's hearts will be failing them for fear. And believe me, there is a lot of fear all around. And I'm here to encourage you and to let you know that prayer works. You do not have to be afraid. In Luke 18 and 1, Jesus said, men ought always to pray and not to faint. You can find Shekinah at www.frministry.org. And let us begin. 
Hebrews 11 and 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So let me ask you a question this morning. When you come to God with your problems, with your needs, how do you come? In what form do you come? What is your heart like? Oh, praise God, the Holy Spirit is here. Do you come with expectations that God will answer you, or do you look at yourself and say, well, I don't know if he will answer me? Do you come with doubts in your heart that God is not fair, he's not just, God is partial. He only hears some people, but he doesn't hear you. Is this the way you come? But here the word says, you must come in faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. What is faith? That's a good question. What is faith? Faith, according to this, this same Hebrews 11, verse 1 says, faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. It means that this is what we have to all hold on to. It is like when you go to purchase a home, praise God, and you pay down the earnest money. The earnest money is a deposit. You, you, you have got the home yet, but you expect to get it. And by paying down this earnest money, you nail this house. And if you, if they were to take you, say, well, we're not going to sell you this house anymore, they have to pay you, give you back your money. But if you decide, I don't want it anymore, and within a certain time you, take, you did not take back your money, you're going to lose your money because you put the earnest money down. But with faith, he said, when we come, we must believe that he is and that is a reward of them who diligently seek him. We come with faith, our pay down, glory to God. It is what holds our, our hopes, our expectation. Faith is the substance, the earnest money of what you hope you're expecting, of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You haven't got the house yet. But your evidence is there with your check, the amount you pay down, your signature on the check, and whatever other um, paperwork you're given, that house eventually is yours if you meet the conditions. The only way you will not get that house is if you do not meet the conditions. But you begin with your, well, if you're not going to, uh, if you have all the money, you just pay it off. But if you don't have all the money, you don't have this thing yet. You need things. The same way you're going to need the earnest money to pay down on that house for them to hold it for you. This morning, we're talking about prayer and faith. If you do not have faith, it does not make sense to pray. If you don't have that confidence 
to know that when you pray, God hears you. And to believe that when he hears you, you're going to get the thing for which you prayed for. It makes no sense praying. I'm going to bring you now to 1 John chapter 5 and verse 14, verses 14 and 15. It says, And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. You know you have the house because you've made all the signatures, you put down your earnest money, that house is going to be yours so long as you meet the conditions. And when we come to God, we must come with this confidence. Come with this, as it were, boldness, excitement, expectation. I am going to God about this. And you go knowing that when you go to that place where you're going to meet in the throne of grace, he's going to be there. And not only will he be there, he's going to listen to your petitions. So it is for you to make your petitions to him. But hear what it says now in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 to 8. I said earlier, there are people who go to God with trepidation, fear, doubt, unbelief. Nothing is going to happen. You go with them all anxious and irritable and wondering, I wonder if, I wonder if, I wonder if. You're not going to God. You're not going to God recognizing that this is a holy God. A God who will never do us wrong. A God who keeps his word. A God whose word is immutable. A God who will never change. A God who loves us. A God who is merciful. A God who is kind. A God who is loving. A God who is faithful, if you see him as such, then when you come to him, you will not come in anxiety. Philippians 4 and 6 says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So let's pause here for a moment. Earlier, we talked about coming in faith. John talks about that we have the assurance that when we come in faith, he hears us. And if we believe that he hears us, then we will have the petition so which we pray. But here, Paul is saying also that we must not be anxious for anything, no matter what is going on. Right now, a lot of things are going on worldwide. Maybe you're living, on the, you're living on the smallest island on the earth, smallest state, smallest country, poorest region, or wherever. But are the richest or the most powerful? But listen, wherever you are on the face of the earth this morning, Something is happening around you. 
maybe not directly to you, but you know of someone, you've watched the news, you've heard the news, others are talking. Things are happening that will cause people to become fearful and anxious and worried and irritable. But here Paul is saying, regardless of what is happening out there, don't worry about it. This is what he's saying. Be careful for nothing. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, whatever you're facing, come to God with it. Come in prayer. Come to him in prayer. In prayer. With expectation. But not just prayer alone. Supplication. What is supplication? You may say, what is she talking about? Supplication. Sometimes we see things in the Word and we wonder, oh, what could this be? What could it be? What does it mean? But it really means earnest appeal to God. Prayer request. It's a plea that you're making to God. You're saying, God, here is my situation. You're facing something right now. And you're saying to yourself, I don't know what I'm going to do. You're wringing your hands and you're folding. You fold and you open and you twist and you rock here and you rock there. And you hold your head and you hold your belly, you know. And you're sweating. But here Paul is saying, oh, I believe somebody's hearing. Somebody's getting this this morning. He is saying, be careful. Don't worry about anything. It's the same thing Jesus said in Luke 18 and 1. Be, be, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and thanksgiving. Listen, this is what Jesus meant when he spoke in Luke 18 and 1. You know, we get, it is so easy to get all work worked up over things. Yes, it is possible that anything can happen anytime. But you know, when Jesus said, may not always to pray and not to faint, he was saying the same thing here. It was what Paul, I believe Paul sort of, oh, how can I put it, the way he comprehended what Jesus said, he, he spelled it out for us. He said, be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication. This is what Jesus is saying. Don't faint. Especially when you can't change the situation. You see things happening. Terrible things are happening. You look. It brings tears to my eyes also. Just as it does for yours. I become concerned. I wonder, Lord, what's going to happen next? But I go to him in prayer. I pray for those who are hurting, those who have lost loved ones. Maybe you're listening this morning, you're saying, I don't know how I'm going to make it. 
I don't know how I am going to make it. But let me say here. God, his word is true. God's word is true. His word does not fail. And when he speaks, he keeps his word. Whatever promise he has made, he keeps his word. He will never fail. God does not fail. You can trust him no matter what. No matter what the circumstances may be. God does not fail. Will you trust him today? Recognize that with God all things are possible. Let's go back again to um, what Paul was saying. He said, be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This is what Jesus is saying. When you go to him in prayer, you receive that peace because you are no longer worried. There's no need for you to faint. You're going to receive peace, which passes all knowledge and understanding. And as you leave that place, we start to practice thinking the right thoughts because the reason why we become anxious and worried, confused and irritable, and we begin to doubt and unbelief sets in, it is because we are thinking thoughts that are negative, destructive thoughts, thoughts that send us away from the positive, away from God's help, away from the Lord. We, are, we may be right here in his presence, but we are not with him, only our bodies are here. But when our hearts are in tune with God, when our hearts are at the place then surely indeed, when you pray, God will hear you. And this is the confidence we have. That when our hearts are in place, we have this confidence, as John said, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. You know why? This confidence can only occur when faith is at work in us. We must have faith. Don't expect a prayer to be answered. All you will be doing is uttering words if faith is not there. Faith is the power that's going to move the hand of God. It takes faith. We can pray for eight hours. And whether we pray for the same thing or not, for hours, but if there's no faith, if faith is not there, no answer to prayer. There'll be no answer. It says here in Hebrews 11 and 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. The only way we're going to have God's attention 
when we come to him, we must have faith. He says, for he that comes to God must believe. Faith means that you believe that when you come to him, not only is he, are you coming, but you know he's there, that's number one. Two, he will hear you, he will not turn you away. He will receive you. And not only that, there's a reward. When you diligently seek him. Listen, if you seek God half-heartedly, you're not working with faith. You're working in your own strength. You know, you're just working in your own strength. But I can guarantee you this morning, if you will do what the word says, without faith it is impossible to please him. Come to him in faith. What's your need today? What are you worried about today? What is troubling you today? What are you faced with right now? And you don't know what you're going to do. You don't know what to do because everything is against you. It is as though... All doors are closed against you. And sometimes we pray and it seems that heaven is closed up against us. But keep on praying. What will move the hand of God is faith. We just read it there, Hebrews 11 and, and verse 6. Faith will move the hand of God. Faith, get, we get God, God's attention when we have faith. We cannot come in anxiety. That's what Jesus is saying. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. And Paul explained it in Philippians 4 and 6. He says, be careful for nothing. Don't get anxious. Don't be worried. And when you come to God and you have faith, Come in prayer. Bring your request to him. But be thankful. Oh, hallelujah. Be thankful. Start praising him. Lord, I thank you. I know your God who hears and answers prayer. I thank you for what you did for me such and such a time when, Lord, I was in such great need. And here, Lord, here I am again. Or I'm on someone else's behalf, Lord. I'm praying for this situation. I'm praying about that situation. And, Lord, I need you right now. I thank you for past blessings, Lord, so many times. I've ever been out in the public and you held the door for someone. They just walk past you like breeze and says nothing, not even a thank you. Even in your home, you do things for people because it's your son or your daughter. You believe you're just, they're, they, they're obligated to do it for you. That may be so because it's my husband or my wife or my mother. I don't need to say thanks. This is my best friend. I don't say thank you. That's what he's saying here. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Supplication. When you, you place your prayer before him, stop thanking him. Say, God, I thank you. Praise the Lord. For the prayers you have already answered and the prayers that you will answer, Lord. I thank you. I thank you, God. Say that. Do not just pray and brush yourself and you're gone. No. Say, God, I thank you. 
I made my prayer and I thank you, God, that you, you're answering. Thank you, God. Thank you. Do not just accept, say, okay, well, I made my prayer. Yes, I came in faith and that's it. He said, when you made your prayer, when you, when you come, when you compose yourself, glory to God. And in many of those prayers, you think of Nehemiah and and. and um, and Daniel, when they prayed, they made, they made um, confessions to God first. Make your confession. Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive my sins, the things I did, the times that I, you know, Lord, I should have come to you before, but I went to the other person before and that other person. And now, Lord, I see you as a last resort. I'm so sorry, Lord, I should have come to you first. I'm sorry, Lord, that I had such unbelief in my heart, such doubt in my heart. Please forgive me. I'm sorry, Lord, I was so anxious and worried. I didn't know what to do, and I was so angry. But he says, still, come. Approach him in reverence. Stop make your request. Place them before him. But before you leave, say, Lord, I thank you. How awful God does things for us and we forget. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not his benefits. When you come to God in prayer, Keep this in mind. When you come to him in prayer and you've met all the requirements and you've prayed and made all your supplications, don't forget to say thank you before you even receive it. Say thank you before you receive it. You may say, why should I say thanks and I have not received it yet? You know why you're saying thanks? Because you believe in God. You believe and you trust in Him. That is why you're going to say it. That's what you're going to say. It. You say thank you even before you receive it. Always giving thanks. Because why? We can be sure you can be sure that when you pray to God, he will answer. And if no one else you can trust, if no one else, you can trust the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, he who can trust him, and believe me, he will always answer. He will always answer. And it and. There's somewhere where he said, um, let's look at Mark 11 and verse 24. Mark 11 and verse 24. Because, you know, many of, you know, um, there are people who say, well, I've got to see to believe. <laughs> there are some situations where you have to believe before you receive. In Mark 11, 24, Jesus said, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever, Ye desire when ye pray, not after you receive it. When ye pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. 
this is a verse I was looking for, but I didn't want to say it until I found it. Believe before you receive it. This is why Paul is here saying, when you've made your supplication, say thank you. Say thank you. Even before you receive it. Because you've already told God. You've made a request known unto him. But say thank you. Thank you. Even if it's at the end, say thank you. At the beginning we can say, Lord, I thank you that you always hear. Because he does. He cares. Listen, you may say, well, God's not going to bother me. God's going to hear me. Poor little me. Oh, I've sinned so badly. God won't eat. Listen. When you come to God in faith, he does not look at your, your sins. He already knows about them. But yes, you confess your sins before him and ask for pardon and forgiveness. He will forgive you. He will hear you. He will not let you down. He will not turn you away. He knows our frailties. He knows our weaknesses. He knows that we are sinful. He's a God who is loving and forgiving. He is like a father to the fatherless. And no matter what is going on in this world, you will never find a better friend than the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you looking for a friend this morning? In closing, are you looking for a friend, a true friend? Someone will be there for you through and thick and thin, dark and light, good and evil, Failure and success, you name it, disappointment and realization, you name it. The one who's going to be there for you when the dark clouds gather, Jesus is the best friend you could ever have. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'll tell you this. Once you have Jesus as your friend, you go to him about everything. No one will have to prompt you to go and pray about anything. You'll pray to him about everything. Just as he said, men ought always to pray and not to faint. And just like Paul said, you will not be anxious no matter what comes your way. No matter what the test, no matter what the trial, no matter what, you're going to always remember you have a friend in Jesus. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. You have a friend in Jesus. You have a friend who will never fail you. You have a friend who is there for you. No matter what, he is there and will always be there. Will you trust him this morning? Maybe you have never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. I want to invite you today to listen, to give your heart to him. As you listen to this program, maybe there was a time before you used to pray. And you stop praying. Maybe you were a believer, but for some time, long time now, you have not really taken time to spend some time with the Lord Jesus Christ. This is where you can begin. As John chapter 1 and verse 8 says, confess your sins before him. Tell him. Say, Lord, you know, you tell him what's on your heart. Listen, when you go to the bank for a loan, you know exactly what you want the loan for. You know exactly 
you're going to ask, well, whom shall I speak to? That's what you do when you come to God. Nobody needs to tell you about the sinner's prayer and all those kinds of things. Well, maybe you need some help. It's up to you. But you know that you're a sinner. And acknowledge that you are a sinner. Acknowledge that you have failed God. And when you do that, you know what he's going to do? He's going to wash you. Glory to God. In his blood. The blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. In all your wounds, he's going to pour in oil and wine. Oil of joy and his love. Oh, it's going to be like salve. His mercy, his grace. Be like salve. That's going to really pour into you. Heal your wounds of the years. Of neglect. He will receive you. He will not turn you away. Man will say to you, oh, I don't parents will turn against you. Because why? You turn in another direction that they didn't want you to go. You didn't do what they wanted you to do. Your friends may turn against you. Your pastor may turn against you. But Jesus will never fail you. Jesus never fails. Earthly friends may prove untrue. Doubts and fears may arise. But there is one who will ever stand with you, and that one is Jesus Christ. I can guarantee you that this morning. Put your trust in Jesus. Turn your eyes towards him. Say, Lord, I need you. Just tell him what you need, and he will hear you. He will answer you, no matter what your circumstances are. Maybe you're feeling alone. Maybe you've come to the point of despair, and you're saying, nobody cares for me. Jesus cares. Read John 3 and verse 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Here is the point I want to bring to you now. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. Think of it, but that the world through Christ might be saved. So don't worry that you're a sinner. God wants you. He loves you, cares for you. He wants you to come to him just as you are. Are you ready? Will you bow your head with me? Father, as this person or these persons are bowing their heads before you today, I know you're a God of mercy because you delight in mercy. You delight in loving kindness, and you delight in forgiveness. Lord, I pray you forgive my brother, my sister, Lord. Forgive the one who strayed from you. Here's a sheep, a lost sheep, that has found his way or her way back to you. We know you're not a partial God. And the same way you received Peter, after he had denied you, you can receive these who are calling on you today. There are young people, there are middle-aged, there are elderly people calling on you, Lord. There are teenagers. Many don't even know about Christ. May you teach them, Lord. May you show them. May they find a place somewhere where they can go and hear your word. And Lord, if they so desire, may they, may they contact this program. We will pray with them. We'll, we, we will counsel them and help them. We pray your blessings today. 
thank you for being here and thank you for forgiveness for those of us. Thank you for those, dear God, you're receiving right now into the kingdom, new brethren, new, new believers, new children of God. Thank you for the Holy Ghost who convinces and convicts and the one who keeps them, the one who writes their name, the one who seals them, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for forgiveness. We thank you for receiving us. In Jesus' name, amen. Maybe you'd like to contact us. We're at www.frministry.org. We will counsel you. We will help you. If you go there, also fill out our contact form. Tell us what you need. And we have a number of books there. Click on the book. The books um, page, a lot of books are there that can help you as you grow in the Lord. Books about grace, prayer, fruit of the Spirit, um, and so many other books there. You need something to read? Go to Faith Restoration Ministries or Shekinah Theological College, www.frministry.org. May God bless you until we meet again. Keep trusting in the Lord. Know that there is no one like Jesus. No one will care for you as he does. No other friend will prove faithful to you as Jesus. God bless you until 